Well, I should have just been interviewing you while you were making the sandwiches, probably. So I need a portable recorder. But, if everyone's hungry, I guess eat now. I just want to buy it. We're recording. I mean, we're. I've, I've got the room mic on. I haven't set up the jam hub. Honestly, it seems like more trouble than it's worth. I don't know where the headphones are. <laughs> Something that's worth, it seems pretty cool to me, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's really cool, but we don't have any headphones to buy. Oh, all the headphones are, are at the shop, huh? or the... Uh... I mean, I brought, I brought my earbuds, but... I got some headphones. I have earbuds in my truck. This is... I can look at my earbuds at the truck. It's so... I don't know. Let's just do it. It's your birthday. So we should do something special. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not, my birthday's over. Fuck off. That's not how birthdays work. I, I, it's I your birthday until you go to sleep again. I prefer to not have a, a birthday. Fuck off. All you, I, you don't get a choice this time. All I want to do is fucking, for once, do I need my headphones? have recorded a podcast that's not a giant fucking hassle. Do I need to get my headphones or not? Yeah, go get your headphones. If you want. I don't care. Honestly, I really, it's, I need to interview, I need to interview, uh, George about this sandwich more so than anything. Uh, I don't know. Do we need headphone monitors? Or can we just sit down around this mic single microphone? We don't need to fucking, I don't, I don't. Our keyboards are pretty quiet. I'm hungry. We'll fucking, rec we'll record, we'll record the jam into the jam hub and we'll record dialogue just into this, Oh, uh, that sounds great. Perfect. Into this blue snowball microphone. That's what we should do. That's all we need to do, man. Gather around. There's some lovely, uh... Louis Armstrong invented swing? Did he? I guess. I thought Louis Prima invented swing. I thought Louie Luai invented Swim. <laughs> According to this PBS documentary he's been watching, yep. it says that Louis Armstrong invented that shit. But you'll definitely, in shit like that, you'll definitely see like opposing points of views a lot of times. I'm looking for this. I mean, it seems pretty unanimous. Like, they, they, you know, they have all kinds of who were there in the scene. Right, I don't have any frame of reference for this one, but you know what I mean? Sometimes it's the case. Like, I've heard different opposing accounts of Hank Williams, for example, like things about his life and like where certain ideas came from and stuff. Hey, George, get over here. Get around this table. This, this thing, they, you know, they use a lot of different things talk about jazz, come talk about jazz over at the jazz table. You need one of these? I have one of those. It's over here. These are so delicious. Alright. I'm gonna hold on to this. We'll get through, I promise we'll get through the first segment quick so that we can eat these sandwiches. 
Honestly, there's only one sandwich to describe, so this should go by a lot quicker than usual. Sometimes we have three whole sandwiches to describe before we get to eat. We're all eating the same sandwich here, so. Yeah, exactly. This is a this is a first. This is a special. It's a very special episode. And there's oh. lovely jazz in the background. Who are we listening to, anyway? Tommy Flanagan. Tony Flanagan. Tommy. Tommy Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan. It's his trio. Recorded live in Stockholm, Sweden, in 1957. I really do wish I had you on mic, but I'll just figure this out in post. All right. Well, is that picking us all up? Yeah, well enough. A little bit of compression will do the trick. Pizza bone for the dog. All right. Good dog. <laughs> and that's a spicy hot dog. Well, uh. Welcome in, everybody, to a very special late-night edition of Sandwich Club, the club that always eats after midnight. Uh, I'm Adam Catscratch. I'm your host tonight. We've got a very, very varied cast today. Um, two fresh faces on the podcast, uh, very good friends and bandmates of mine. I'd like to welcome Yancey Slade Markham. And George Adam Powell to the podcast. <laughs> there you have it. Well, so uh, I'm afraid our normal second chair cannot be here tonight. Carl is many miles away in dreamland. He's dreaming a dreamy dream. So... Uh, luckily, we're going to get through this first segment pretty quickly because we're actually all recording in the same room tonight and all eating the same sandwich uh, prepared specially for us by our resident chef, George, who might be able to tell us a little more about the sandwich we're about to enjoy. Yeah, what kind of sandwich is this? It's a turkey burger. It's We kind of stole the... I worked at this joint called Burger Lounge, and... Um, their turkey burgers were the shit, and they put mayo and basil in the raw turkey and then seasoned it, and it, they were the shit. So I, so I make my turkey burgers now, but I put curry and other things in this one. Yeah, the curry really makes it pop. I think the first time you made me a turkey burger, uh, you hijacked me after after band practice. You like slipped me a slipped me a joint that was like full of resin, and yeah, then no, it was filled with, uh, with 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 bubble hash. Yeah, and so I just like kind of got really scared and confused, and you dragged me back here and uh, just filled me with turkey burgers. We watched Spinal Tap. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> for the like tenth time, I still don't remember what happens in that movie. That's a great movie. Uh, Eleven. Oh yeah, thank you. I forgot, I only have this turned up to 10 right now, so I should probably crank this game to 11. Alright, there we go. It's one more. Alright. Yeah. Well, let's see. I'm gonna take a look at this turkey burger. We got red onion, tomato, and avocado on this. What is that sauce? That looks like some sort of mustard? Yeah, it's mustard. It's pretty much a classic burger with avocado. What kind of mustard do we have? It's just yellow mustard. Strict Heinz? 
Probably not. French's? Maybe, I don't know. We should find out. Hang just on. crappy yellow mustard? Yeah, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Just some, some mustard that's too yellow for mustard. <laughs> Are you saying that the, the mustard is probably not worth mentioning? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's mustard that's yellow. And, uh, you know, if you ever <laughs> fuck with mustard, you know that mustard's not yellow. It's just like cheese. cheese well, cheese isn't yellow or orange. See, I'm a person Wait, that Wait, what really... color is mustard? It's, uh, it's like brown. Where is this? Oh, the yellow is the turmeric. No, the yellow is the yellow. Food dye. coloring, probably. I think it's usually just turmeric. In in the, in shitty like ninety eight cent dollar. Um, I I doubt that. I right I now. bet you a bottle of mustard that it's that you'll just find turmeric on the ingredient list. I mean, I bet. But I'm gonna go grab it. I bet there's also um, yellow dye. I, as a person who doesn't like mustard, I'm pretty interested to try this sandwich because I'm not posed. With these sort of situations where I have to eat mustard, you know? But I'm gonna eat mustard on the sandwich and I'm gonna see what it's like. But it's French's. It's French's. Yeah, it is French's. Uh, I thought I, you know, I thought I recognized the flavor. Let's see what we got here. Turmeric's not this yellow, though. Ingredients distilled vinegar, water, number one grade mustard seed. They sprung for the number one grade. <laughs> Salt, turmeric, paprika. Spice, natural flavor, and garlic powder. And that's all that's in there? That's all that's in there. Even wow! Your, even your shittiest mustard is, like, you, you don't need to fuck with it. They don't need to put a bunch of, like, bullshit ingredients in it. Because it's just vinegar and mustard. Mm. Yeah, it just keeps. It just keeps. Wow. The, you can't fuck it up. Never be afraid of mustard. I'm not afraid of mustard. <laughs> Mustard's great. Hmm, what about the history of mustard? I, actually, I was, somebody was teaching me the other day about the history of Heinz and and, uh, and ketchup vinegar-based tomato paste. But what came first was was uh, some some other sorts of things like that, which were like fruits that made into vinegar paste. Yeah, the early ketchups. Right, but before ketchup, there was already vinegar paste-based fruit things, which aren't weren't weren't tomatoes, so that's what the thing. That no, was the but thing they about were Heinz. they were all considered types of ketchup. There was like you had ketchups that were just basically a fish. Oh, sauce, so it was already it was ketchup like, before yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, who was it? I think like E. E. Cummings and like used to write about her favorite kind of ketchups. If I'm, or maybe it's Beatrice Potter. I don't know. One of those Victorian ladies. But ketchups were all the rage. Yeah, they like like bananas. Ketchups are like very popular. In mushroom. Places. There's mushroom ketchup was really popular. Mushroom before. ketchup, like a vinegar mushroom. Thing. Yeah. Banana ketchup is the best ketchup I've ever had. You've had banana ketchup? Oh yeah. It's like a, it's a Filipino thing. Whoa. It's the shit. It's, you know, it's like, why do they, why do we even fuck with regular ketchup? Where'd you find banana ketchup? I used to go to the Filipino joint all the time. It was a Mexican Filipino fusion place. Whoa. You can get like Filipino food wrapped up in a burrito. You know. It was, it was, it was called White Rabbit. They're not, they're not around anymore. Let's get us. R.I.P. White Rabbit. Let's get us some, uh, let's get us some classic, uh, you know, old school ketchup recipes and have like a ketchup episode. You just Sounds like good. get a big plate of fries, a variety of ketchups. We made we made the ketchup at Cocina Seven when I worked there. Yeah, it's just like tomato paste, vinegar, a little bit it of was, sugar. Theirs was uh, had a little bit of spice to it. It was like a, you know, it was like a salsa with no onions in it that was a smoother consistency. 
Is that not a chunky? Can you get a chunky ketchup? This one was this was kind of chunky, you know, because we made it from tomatoes and it was Mexican. It was a taqueria. Taqueria. Well, uh, for those fries that people ordered, that authentic Mexican fries. Well, that, I guess that answers the old question: which came first, the tomato or the ketchup? Okay. Well, here's Wait, no. Here's what I don't understand. Mess to bringing to bring it back to mustard for a second. Who the fuck was the first person to eat a single mustard seed, and be like, "Damn, I should grind up like a thousand of these." I mean, mustard and, is, is is real. You know, real potent. They probably ate. Some greens was like, damn, this is interesting. Tried some seeds and thought it was potent. How I've made mustard before is um, by soaking the seeds and then I, like I soaked them in beer and then ground them. Or I didn't grind them, I food processed them. Yeah, but how many mustard seeds did you start with? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't count, but probably thousands. Uh, like a handful? A no. small handful? No, probably like um, a liter. <laughs> a liter of mustard seed? Yeah. You har- where did you harvest them or you buy them? No, no, I didn't harvest them. You know, we made, we ended up making half a gallon of mustard. Yeah, that'll get you through the day. Yeah, it, it got us... It was too spicy for all the weenies, at, so we had to, we couldn't serve it because we the mustard was right and spicy. I brought it over Courtney's house and they ate it on everything. Like I swear they were eating it on like waffles and shit. It was fucked up. Yeah, I could do a nice mustardy waffle. I mean, especially like a buckwheat waffle. Yeah, uh, with some chicken. Corn cakes, like corn, well, corn pancakes. Those shits are good. Savory waffles is what you guys are talking about. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I've, have you ever had chicken waffles? I've never been there, man. I've I've always been intimidated by that sort of thing. I mean, honestly, so you like, can make it sweet. My sweets and savories usually try not to cross those boundaries. Those those are straight roads on both sides. You're missing out on a. I might lot might of be. I don't like mustard either, so maybe I'll learn some flavor explosions. Yeah. Once you, st- once you start putting maple syrup on meats... No, I've done that with bacon at McDonald's, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so you're halfway there. That's not even really bacon, is it? You probably dipped your fries in a in a thick-ass shake, too. So you dipped No, your... it wasn't a shake. It was a a uh, frosty. That's just frosty. not quite a shake, I don't think. Frosties like to pretend they're not shakes, but they're just thick, thick shakes. They're halfway between sure soft syrup and shake. Those. Are they milk-based? <laughs> yeah, they might just be water-based, yeah. like... Like frozen Yoohoo. <laughs> frozen Yoohoo is definitely not milk based. I yeah, know no, that. It's chocolate, it's chocolate water. Chocolate Choc- drink. It says chocolate drink right on the front. Yeah, there's no milk in there at all. It doesn't stain your clothes either. Don't ask me how I know that. Nice. <laughs> White clothes. And you even. can just you can just keep it on the shelf. Drench it on yourself. I'm, I'm sure chocolate milk doesn't stain your clothes either. Oh, it does actually. I actually knew that. That's the reason I said that, because I know that. Because I remember as a little kid, I would wear white shirts, and sometimes I would drink chocolate milk. Is that why your mom stopped letting you drink chocolate milk? I had Well, that's why I had to stop eating pudding packs in school, because people wouldn't pick on me. Because I'd have pudding all over my face. Because you have poop stains all over your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how people get all messy when they eat. I don't understand how you don't get messy when you I eat. Don't un- yeah, I, have, I don't know how to... Th- 
This is why I wear only black. I don't know how to eat without getting shit all over me. Actually, I would like to note that I don't. Only your socks are black. <laughs> There's a reason I put this over shirt on because I'm because we're about to dig into this mustardy sandwich. <laughs> There's not too much mustard on this sandwich. There's enough for it to get on my neck, my back, various other places. And your crack. Thank you. <laughs> wasn't trying try, try not to go there. This is a family podcast. But. Well, you know. But if we're going to start talking about my pussy next, you know. Explode deleted. <laughs> Fine. Hey, so we only... We can got, talk about my we've pussy. We've only gotten to the fact that this is turkey and mustard so far. And maybe onions, we mentioned. Yeah, I don't know if I, I mentioned, but I have one, two, three, four, five, six... I have six baby spinach leaves on mine. How many leaves did you get? I got one, two, three... There's four, five, six, maybe seven. It's baby spinach leaves on mine. Mm. Huh. Well, can we cut one of those in half? I don't. Here, I have a half one right here. Yeah. There you perfect. go. Perfect. Now we're even. Okay. Next thing I would like to note is these tomatoes are perfectly sliced. See, I only recently started eating tomatoes in my sandwiches, and I discovered that I like them at, at the place where George works now, uh, the Painted Rooster, a local uh, organic bakery. Name drop. Yeah. Name dropping. We are, yeah, we're still in Cave Junction, Oregon. Is, yeah, well, this place has $5 breakfast sandwiches with organic eggs that I helped raise the chickens for. Well, yeah. I, I took care of them and treated them for disease and built their cages and shit like that. Yeah, and he, he goes out and squeezes the chickens every morning. Every morning, I just squeeze them until they pop. Until the eggs pop up. Mm. If you don't know how chickens work. Hey, the dog looks like he wants to say something. I was at the microphone just now. Hey, Zynga. Zynga. Watch out. Why don't you, why don't you say hello to the people at home? She just ate Courtney's sandwich yesterday. She literally just stole you a sandwich. stinky bitch. Thank you. Oh, um, George, I do want to ask you something. This is, this turkey is, like, really solid. The last time I tried to make a turkey burger, it came out really, like, liquidy, like, pasty. I couldn't get it to hold together. How do you get your burger, turkey burgers to stay firm? Um, well... Check it out. The mayo has something to do with that, cause cause of the egg in it, it helps bond it all together. Mm, brilliant. The, you know, mayo is only oil and eggs. Yeah. You guys didn't know that. <laughs> well, you, you see, I would think that it would make it more liquidy, cause you're just adding. No, no. Check it out. Like you, just like throw some mayo on on like a grill, a flat top, and it'll like. It'll congeal, it'll, it'll cook up like an egg. Like a mayo cake. It's weird, it's like an egg. And, you know, it just solidifies instantly. Mayo pancakes. Dang, we just missed that solo by Elvin Jones. The show is fucking fire. Is it, he's on piano? No, no, he's, uh, he's a drummer. No, there's one more thing I'd like to note about the sandwich. Uh, it has also avocados on it, obviously, but toasted bun, look at that. It's a white bread. That is a nice touch. Nice touch. Nothing toasts up better than a white potato-y bun. Is this potato or is this a... No, just it's just standard, like... Classic. You know, burger bun. It's like a sesame seed bun without the sesame seeds. <laughs> the only thing that... The only defining characteristic <laughs> of so that it's bun. A, it's a bun. It's a bun. <laughs> you know, it's, but like, you, you say a sesame seed bun and, 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 and people know where to go to. You know what I mean? They picture this. But you just remove the sesame seeds, and they know what they, they, they know what it is. You'll see it in the photographs afterwards. Um, I'm eating my just, sandwich on a uh, paper plate, but George's is a fancy yellow plate, which is 
it really accentuates the the mustard on the on the turkey burger. Yeah, I mean honestly, the we can eat this now, the right? The plate is just yeah. Let's dig in. Come on. Let's, I think. Mm. I can really taste the Tulsi in there. Yeah, almost tastes like a like iced tea. <laughs> I think next time I'm not gonna put. Tulsi in with the basil. Wait, what? Are they No. They're in the same family, but they're not the same thing. So Tulsi basil isn't actually basil? No. Isn't the Tulsi the one that you, that's kind of like a pinkish purple flower, and if you squeeze it, it kind of smells like bubble gum? Tulsi's like the seven-year-old that, like, runs around the store and drives everyone crazy. Hmm. Tulsi, yes, it's that. that it, it tastes like that. You know, that's actually like the strongest flavor in the in the turkey that I can taste. It does taste like bubble gum. Yeah, Tulsi smells remarkably like bubble gum. Almost as though people, the people who made bubble gum was like, were like, man, how do we make this in a chewable format? You know. <laughs> Have you, either of you tried pitch gum, like just like pitch resin that you can pull right off a tree? I mean, I haven't tried it, but I use it on my. On my bow for my base. You just go out and find some. Mm, you have to refine it a little, but I haven't made it myself. There's a guy in Williams that makes it. I also wonder if he ever refines it for for the palate as well. This one actually told me about chewing it up. So he chews it. I mean, I doubt he does, but he knows about it. This is excellent. Real thick patty. I'm I'm befuddled. I'm I'm enjoying this mustard quite a bit, actually. Yeah, no, it's isn't it weird to know that like even your shittiest mustard is still just a quality ingredient. I don't know. With, like, I think this is straight plants. I I just don't like mustard, but it seems that I like French's classic yellow mustard, and this is a breakthrough for me. Mm-hmm. Well, just you know, mustard is good on certain things, you know, it's not good on everything. Yeah, and honestly, mm. sometimes everyone, like, always goes, reaches for the Dijon. Dijon's not always appropriate. I'm not privy on that. I don't know. What does that even mean? No, I, I found... Is that, is that French? It's mixed with, like, a wine. It's mixed with a white wine. So does it get you drunk? It's like Grey Poupon. Yeah, it gives you... So it's French and it gets you drunk? Essentially. Wait, because Grey Poupon, you can't get drunk off Grey Poupon, can you? I mean, if you ate, I'm sure if you ate enough of it, you could get drunk on anything. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think though in recent history, I, I've started to prefer just straight yellow mustard to to Dijon. I prefer Dijon. Yeah, but yellow mustard has its place. Dijon goes stinky really fast. Like if you put it on a sandwich and then you put it in your lunch pail or whatever. And eat it that night. Yeah. The Dijon gets like funky. Changes in consistency and just Yeah, yeah it gets crusty and brown. Mmm. Mmm. We usually do a We usually do a drinks roundup. Nancy, what are you drinking? Oh well today I'm drinking um this fine this fine porter from Deschutes, 
Brewery in Bend, Oregon. They're a family and employee-owned business since 1988, which, uh, ironically, I wouldn't say it's ironically, but it's coincidental that it's my birthday year. 1988? Yes, sir. Dude, you better slow down. You're getting old. I know, right? Well, the Shoots Black Butte Porter is the one that I'm drinking. It has an IBU of 30 and an alcohol per volume of 5.5%. Man, that's weak. It, it might be weak, but it's a nice beer that you can drink daytime or night. Yeah, it's weak, but it's super filling, and it'll, it'll, <laughs> it pairs it pairs well with a, with a turkey burger if you want to feel uncomfortably full. <laughs> yeah, I, I already like, ate dinner before I came here, but I'm... <laughs> like if I'm drinking a thick beer, I want to get... I'd like to be over 10%. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that sometimes, but it's also got a milkiness to it. It's got a soft breeze, a sturdy roots, surprising balance. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading the, the bottle. <laughs> but no, I actually, um, this is one of my favorite... Oh, I thought por- you were an expert on on the Deschutes. Uh, no, this, this is my favorite beer, actually. This is like my top five favorite beers I've ever drank. Um, it's just really enjoyable, chocolatey... You know, a porter. If you're into that, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to have a bunch of alcohol. It's like I don't. I just like to drink beer because I enjoy it. Well, yeah. no, I'm I hey I ain't arguing. I'm drinking one right now. In fact, this this beer is so good that the guy left the company because it was so successful and took the 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 the, uh, the recipe and slightly altered it and released it under another company. Who, 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 who you sell at your your natural food store? Who? Um, it's the one. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. An eclipse, the eclipse, the, the, the oh, tangerine yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that same company. It has a porter. Yeah, I'm not they're, sure. If they... uh, yeah, they're eclipse porter. Yeah, the eclipse porter. So that's based off this recipe. It is. The, well, the same guy made it, so I assume that he took took that and expanded upon it. This is a little nuttier. Mm-hmm. The the eclipse porter is more. Definitely has is more chocolatey. It might have a little more alcohol in it, also. Mm-hmm. Seems like that one's like a six point two or something like that. Which you know, I, I definitely like my beers to be more around the six six percent. If I had to choose, yeah, five point five is good enough. I've been I've been all about the easy drinking beers these days. Session ales, <laughs> anything under six, under five. Oh, you're like a Stella Artois guy or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, my liver shut down or something, but the. Weaker the beer, the you know, I'm in the clear. The clearer the peer, peer I'm, out, I'm Yeah, the up. the weaker the beer, the clearer my peers. Damn. P? I'm talking about you guys. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was trying to make a joke about your your pee being clear when you drink. Yeah. It, but I failed. If you peer into my beer, it makes you pee clear. <laughs> I mean, you ain't drinking unless you got some pee in your blood, right? If I ain't drinking, I ain't thinking. <laughs> no, I always inject my blood with pee. Does, any, does anybody listen to this? I hope not. <laughs> Anyways. So. I guess we're about to wrap it up here, but before we do, is there anything you guys would like to plug? I, I do did realize that we're actually the core members of a, a certain music group. Moon Weasel. Be on the lookout for Moon Weasel. We're about to drop some shit, and it's going to be exclusively online because we 
have way too much other shit going on to ever actually do anything with movies. <laughs> but we have really cool music that our own Cat Scratch wrote. And um, we've recorded a couple songs, and it sounds really fun, fantastic, if I have to say so for myself. I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I'm hugely stoked. To re- I'm spinning my sandwich everywhere as I speak. But I'm stoked to release that shit because it's fun. I don't have to be serious. I'm a musician, and that's what I like to do, what I, what I choose to do for my life. But I'm too serious all the time. I need to have fun. And so that's fun because we like, joke about dicks. And you know, <laughs> dead stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's pretty much the la- the laziest, like crappiest, like novelty country. And for, and Yancy is a serious musician that, who writes like beautiful songs. And for some reason, is way more excited about this like dumb vanity project than like, <laughs> anything else he does. It's way better. So I guess I'm flattered by that, but also a little um, confused. <laughs> I just think it's more uh, digestible by the, the masses. Like, you guys are going to enjoy it way more than anything I have to say. Yeah, because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> and you, like, <laughs> listen to dumb shit like this. <laughs> if you've made it this far, you're, you'll, you'll love this dumb fucking band that we're in. Uh, hey, will you you could play a clip uh, maybe for the, maybe next time. Oh, if yeah. If you tune in on the third episode, maybe we could play a clip of the song we've been working on. Yeah, yeah, I'll put that in post. I mean, there'll be a link in the, in the show notes. Did we get a picture of these uh, sandwiches? I took some pictures with my uh, SLR here. Awesome. Anyways, uh... Should I take a picture of the half-eaten one? And yeah. maybe George eating his? Mm. Can, pictures, bro. No pictures of George. Uh, I'm gonna feed this to the dog and then say that to George. <laughs> Just like take a picture of the dog. No, it's too late now. Yeah. Well, you've been listening. It's never too late. You've been listening to Sandwich Club. Keep on clubbing. Oh, I didn't know the catchphrase. Can we try again? I don't know. Wait, do you have a good tagline? Hey, thanks for listening to Sandwich Club. Keep on sandwiching. Clubbing. Nah. Oh, damn it. We'll, we'll, I don't know. We'll get back to you. you. You've been listening to Sandwich Club. Uh... Feed the leftovers to your dog. Hey, don't forget to eat trash. Yeah. That's good. Wait, you've been listening to Sandwich Club, the half-eaten podcast we found in the garbage. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Wrapping it. Yeah, that's good.